But I I am excited for one reason of this. Why? Hello, winners. Welcome to the Wrong Button Podcast, the show where we talk all things nerds, most things video games, generally anything that tickles our fancy. And Tyler, I learned nothing. So we have to start at the beginning. Oh, God. I can't believe you just made that joke. But it, 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 so, winners, uh, when you guys are going like, hey, why did we get a podcast from you at 2 o'clock in the morning? Uh, there was a mic snafu on the original podcast, and so I messaged Tyler, and it almost became, help me, Ty Guidness, you're my only hope, <laughs> uh, but I didn't want to go that far yet, oh, so we're here to talk about episode five of Ahsoka, again, from the beginning. From the beginning. <laughs> Which I feel like is apropos of everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, we're learning a lesson. Uh, general public, you should be definitely thankful that you didn't have me screaming at you because that's what it would have sounded like. You know, you know, like the old like 2005, like World of Warcraft was it or was it RuneScape clip? It's like the guy, Leroy Jenkins. That's, that's, that's how it's World of Warcraft. Leroy Jenkins. God damn it, Leroy. <laughs> Did he just go in? Um, yeah, so Ahsoka Episode 5 was nothing short of brilliant. All the feelings, all of the emotions, all of the all of the space whales that you could possibly want in this episode. Save the squales. Save the squales. Uh, we're present. Chris, what were your thoughts about this episode of Ahsoka? So, oh, oh we're going to reverse it this time because I did that last time. Uh, so this episode of Ahsoka was... I... I use different words, but I almost want to say it, it to date. This is um, Dave Filoni's magnum opus. This was his love letter to being a, a Padawan to George Lucas. This was his love letter to everything he has ever touched Star Wars from Clone Wars to Rebels. This was old Star Wars and new Star Wars coming together. And this was Dave Filoni definitely going, Hey, George Lucas, thank you so much for trusting me, Uh, especially after the eight minute, like master and apprentice. This felt like, Hey, look, I I took something I made that started off as a cartoon and a kid's show. And this episode said, Hey, it wasn't just a kid's show, but here you go. Here's your adult live action version of it. I'm going to give it to you. And he did. And he executed it brilliantly. Anakin doesn't have a Padawan. Anakin has a Padawan. <laughs> so funny. That that <laughs> clip sent me. Uh, yeah, for everybody who hasn't seen it, uh, Disney released an eight-minute short of behind the scenes of Ahsoka. Uh, and it really details George and Dave's journey together, along with how Ahsoka came to fruition her place in the Clone Wars. Really cool. Only eight minutes. Uh, give it a watch because it was it was beautiful. <coughs> I also just love seeing George Lucas in anything nowadays um, because, you know, he doesn't have control over Star Wars. His prized his prized possession. You know, it's no longer his. So. Yeah, it was it was his his love child. And now it's it, it belongs to Disney. And, and Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau are are stoically guarding they're uh, they're gatekeeping george lucas basically um i, I would say they're gatekeeping disney but yeah fair. sure <laughs> other way yeah fair um yeah this episode of ahsoka was phenomenal uh or you could nickname it ahsoka's trauma dump on the general public because mm. that's we went through 
all of the feelings, all of the emotions, everything. Um, I think it's best to start off with how how the episode starts off. That you know, Hera, Jace, they sit down on Cetos. Again, I don't know why you're letting your child go into a recently active battlefield, but hey, Hera, it I'm not about. It was a dueling ground. Oh, okay. there was only two people. Okay, all I'm saying is just it. I it guess was that's, after the battle this time. Yeah, I, I guess if you think about it, that's what that's what Cham did with Hera when Hera was growing up. Yeah. So okay, now. understandable. I'll let Hera parent. Jace, she also she, lets her child hang to. out with a known war criminal. Like, I true. Mean, let's let's we we can we can talk about Hera all day. And her chopper is like the definition of a dirty sailor. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he totally is. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, but I totally I I want to say one hundred and ten percent. His language has been different around Jace. He he has been like on his best <laughs> behavior. I did notice that. Like Hera's like you, you can tell him some stories, but I swear to God, if he picks up some language from you. Like, I will have you stripped for parts. I wouldn't put it past her. I want that episode. Uh, I would love that episode. Just give me a just give me a Hera, Jason, Chopper, like, side <laughs> adventure. But no, um, they sat down on Cetos uh, right next to the lovely Night Sister. What would you even call it? It, it, it felt like it was, it was like a like almost like a, a, a cross between a monolith and a Stargate. Yeah. Perfect. It kind of reminded me of the. Uh, um, the uh, the stones, the standing stones from, oh, Stonehenge. from Elder Scrolls. Or, oh, or Stonehenge, too. Uh, that works. Yeah, that works. Like maybe a mini Stonehenge. But, and, you know, they sat down. And Hera's like, oh, looks like we missed the party. And of course you did. You know, like, like terribly late. And you knew you missed the party because a giant hyperspace ring flew through you in space. So I don't know why you didn't realize you missed the party, but you missed it pretty badly. Um, and then they hear something behind one of the rocks, mm-hmm. and it's our guy, Huang. And I have never felt such a sadness from a droid before, but he's just sitting there on the edge of the cliff with Ahsoka's Mandalorian helmet and Sabine's. Yeah, Sabine's, Sabine's Mandalorian helmet, and said. I told them to stay together. They never listen. And he just looks so defeated and sad. And I just needed to give Huang a hug in that scene. That was really, because now it's been like two days and like someone put on there, like this is the empire strikes back for Ahsoka. Like hundred percent. It every episode after this to top it would have to be so extraordinarily good and it, it's not like the episode would be lesser after this episode, but it will. It, it I'm going to equate it to Spider-Man uh, across the Spider-Verse versus Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. The first movie, like my biggest issue with the the second movie is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. It's not the soundtrack from the first movie. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how I feel like it, there's such a high bar that for you to like even be registered on that scale is something of its own. So I think of this as like, no, I would watch this as Empire Strikes Back and say, these two are equal. And you can really see why Disney decided to do a limited release in the theaters just for this specific episode. Yes. Uh, because right after that scene, it cuts, we get right to the meat and potatoes, Anakin and Ahsoka in the world between worlds. 
and you know Anakin starts off with uh, you know some lovely humor because Ahsoka's like you look the same and Anakin comes back with you look old excuse me <laughs> what gave you the right man Case. Um, I thought Hayden Christensen's portrayal of Anakin was a perfect blend between Revenge of the Sith Anakin mm-hmm. where Ahsoka would have known him best and then also um, the Clone Wars version of Anakin too. I thought he blended the two characters together perfectly. Seamless. Yes. In more ways than one. Yeah, and also the, you know, everybody had a had a huge conniption about the de-aging mm-hmm. at the end of the last scene of the last episode. I thought it was brilliant brilliantly done in um in this episode i thought he looked it almost looked like a scene straight out of 2005 it yeah shout out to that deep faith guy he's doing he's doing work that guy he's putting in he's putting in the hours he is um and you called it and this was one of many things that you've been calling throughout this entire series which shout out to chris i mean he should just take a victory lap at this point this man the real he re- doesn't miss the real reason I wanted I, we had to redo the episode so you could praise <laughs> he just me wants more. the praise again um, he alluded to Anakin wanting to finish Ahsoka's training and lo and behold what is what does this version of Anakin want to do for Ahsoka we're here to finish her training yes beautifully done uh, I might add and you know <laughs> As he's saying, I'm here to finish your training, like he pulls out his lightsaber and you're sitting there like, what the heck's about to happen? And, you know, it's it's either you live or you die. Yes. Or I, I guess also, you know, in that same scene, uh, Anakin's trying to jog Ahsoka's memory as to like what was going on too. Yeah, because when she gets there, she goes, I don't know what happened. He goes, you lost. And she's like, I don't remember. Trust me, you lost badly. And then she goes, it was Balin. And he goes, oh, so you do remember. So a lot of people are like, well, how did she get there? She wasn't there. Per- she wasn't there in the sense that she was in Rebels. Because in Rebels... She got pulled out of it from a portal. She was physically there. She was physically there. Yeah. She died. And Anakin's like, all right, kid, uh, I'm in Purgatory. And I'm, I'm going to keep you in Purgatory because I'm, I'm the chosen one. Um... We're going to finish your training. And he pulls out his lightsaber. It's funny you say that. Because go back to Obi-Wan. The episode where uh, Obi-Wan's like talking about how he's going to beat Anakin. When he's trying to like get him to come down to the planet. Uh, and they show the lightsaber match. That felt like to me like, oh no. This is like, when I started thinking back on it. He's like, live or die. And pulls out the lightsaber. Well, Obi-Wan and Anakin before. He's like, this is why you're going to remain a Padawan. You're not going to be a Jedi. Which I think is before Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not going to be a Jedi. And when you learn how to master yourself, then you can become a Jedi. And that felt like the same thing here where, yeah, he ignited it. But the only difference is he was more intense than Obi-Wan was. Intense. Word, intense. Of, word of the day. Word of the episode. Um, yeah, perfectly, perfectly said. And on my bingo cards of things to expect in an Ahsoka episode. I didn't expect for Anakin and Ahsoka to be crossing blades, but it was beautiful. It it, it was. I, my entire childhood self who watched the prequels over and over and over again. I mean, 
I don't think I know of a trilogy that I've watched more than the prequel trilogy. I would have watched the original, but that's because I was that was all that was around when I was growing up. Yeah, showing your age there. A I bit. am. I am. Uh, but for me, you know, the prequels were debuting during during my lifetime. I was a kid when Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith came out. Revenge of the Sith was actually the first uh, Star Wars movie that I saw in theaters. So seeing this and seeing Anakin twirling his blade. I was I was like, oh, my God, I, I felt like I was a spectator in a wrestling match, just losing my mind. I mean, and it was when he did his movements, his movements were flashy. They were they were Revenge of the Sith. They were the last season, the Clone Wars, Anakin. It was flourishes peak Anakin and Ahsoka. I felt 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 more like. Episodes four, five and six, Luke and Vader, Obi like her movements weren't the flash that we got from the Clone Wars or that she would have got from Anakin. They felt so much more reserved yeah. and different than Anakin's moves. So it was cool to see Anakin fight very, I'm going to say new, and watch Ahsoka fight how like we would have perceived fighting back in the day. Yeah, perfectly said, too. Uh, I also thought that in in Anakin's movements... Like you said, they were executed brilliantly. Brilliant. <laughs> Word vomit there. Uh, with a level of brilliance. And I'm pretty sure you could transpose a lot of those moves to what he did in Revenge of the Sith. I think a lot of the moves were reminiscent of what he did against Dooku um, with his last fight before, you know, head choppy choppy. And yeah, just brilliantly done. Um, and so, like, you know, they're dueling. And it cuts back to Sitos, which, by the way, was featured a lot more in this episode than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were mainly going to get Anakin and Ahsoka. And then I was even thinking that maybe we we would see, like, Balin and everything going on on the hyperspace ring. We did not. But, you know, Carson Lands is talking to Hera. Like, hey, what are we going to tell HQ about it? What are we... What are we going to do about our unsanctioned, unauthorized mission that we are have absolutely nothing to show for, by the way? That we're definitely not on. Yeah, that we're not going to get court-martialed for. And, you know, so Hera's just like, ah, I'll pull rank. You know, like, what's, what's a good rank if you can't use it? Fair, fair. But all the while, you see Jace, and he's, like, staring off into the ocean. Uh, again not featured on my bingo card was Jace being instrumental to the story Mm -hmm. here. Uh, Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. He's just like his father. Uh, But, you know, he's staring off into the ocean and he's trying to get Hera's attention. He's like, mom, do you hear that? And like, you hear the waves crashing and Hera's like, okay, kid, like I'll, I'll play ball. Like, what are you hearing? And he's like, the lightsabers clashing. Like, do you hear it? And I think, first of all, incredible. I, the fact that he can hear that, insane. I think that really speaks to Cetos' point as like a like a force hotspot kind of world. Kind of like uh, how the temple was on Lothal. Yeah, the Zepho home world, like where yeah. each one, everything, there are planets that just, for whatever reason, are just right with the force. Yeah. Dagobah, too. Dagobah, yeah. I mean, you know, why else would... Yoda go to Dagobah because it was it was pretty ha- it was pretty hopping it was 
Well, There's a lot of frogs there. Yeah. Grogu would have been happier there. He would have been. Oh, no. You don't think Yoda ate the frogs? How do you think? Oh, no. Oh, where did, where did I take you? Oh, that's sad. I guess it. I guess it. I'm so. Wow. Um. I just. I didn't. I didn't make that connection from the Mandalorian until until now. You know, when Grogu's like swiping that frog lady's eggs. Oh yeah. And I just never made the connection that Yoda lived in a swamp for the rest of his life. And what do you think he was eating there? Of course he was. Frog lady eggs. Oh wow. Yeah. Brutal murder. Some grandmaster you are, Yoda. Anyway, sweet, sweet, brutal murder. <laughs> and so they were cutting between between Cetos and the world between worlds beautifully. Mm-hmm. And as Anakin and Ahsoka are fighting, you know, Ahsoka manages to get a nice ripe kick on him, and comes back with the with the very standard Padawan shit talking. Pardon my French. And he's like, well, looks like you don't have much left to teach me. And then Anakin is like, I haven't shown you everything yet. And then slices the bridge. The ethereal bridge. Yeah. Like going to heaven and being like, oh, I'm going to sword fight, you know, Jesus up here. And Jesus is like, you did well, mortal. And it's like, huh, cut the Nimbus cloud underneath Jesus. And he falls. And yeah. Like, what is this? <laughs> and I sat there for a second in shock, too. I was like, I did not expect Anakin to cut the bridge. What is on the bottom? You're in space. Where is this going? And Ahsoka's falling and falling. And she falls into this smoke. It's red and purple. It's it's incredibly smoky. Yes. Um, you know, it's like a bar in the 80s. That's how smoky we're talking about. Oh, you geez, know, like yeah, biker was. gangs, everything. And you see Ahsoka get up. And the proportions... So before we get to the proportion, because the perspective was a brilliant perspective. You're right. So when she falls and she hits there, you're like, did you literally just cut the bridge out? And like, because you're in purgatory middle, you sent her to hell? And to a point, yes. But it, it, you're, you said it last night, you're good like 30 to 40 feet back. Yes. And the, the camera. camera's pulled out at a wide angle shot. And Ahsoka gets up and you're like, okay, Rosario Dawson, she's getting up and dusting herself off. And then you're right. You get a little bit close and you're like, this isn't Rosario Dawson. The young Ahsoka, and then out of nowhere behind her, a clone trooper comes out of the fog, and it all dawns on you. It clicks. I had goosebumps during this because we're all realizing, as young Ahsoka is also realizing, that Anakin has sent her to the Clone Wars. And lo and behold, Anakin comes behind her in his Clone Wars armor that looks brilliant great fantastic recreation amazing yes for live action and you know she says this is the clone wars and follows it up with anakin follows it up with yeah of course it is yeah or yeah yeah it is yeah and ahsoka's like what what are we doing here this is one of my first missions and anakin's like you tell me which, if you if your master's telling you that, you're in for a long journey in Star Wars for uh, for the lesson. It's gonna take you. It's gonna take you some places. And took it. It did. And I loved this scene too, just because in the back you had the walkers, 
You had the gunships. You had clones everywhere. There's, you know, lasers flying. 501st is doing work. Way to go again, guys. Wait, their, wait a bit. Yeah, they're in their phase two armor, by the way. Yeah, way to, way to like, carry. Wow. Way to carry the Star Wars like legacy. Like who who's putting in the real work there? Like, yeah, Dave Filoni, you're, you're writing your good little stories. But let's talk about the guys who you hire because they make better armor than <laughs> you can procure from Disney. <laughs> um, and yeah, so. Uh, you know, Anakin's charging forward and Ahsoka's sitting here like away from me. You know, ignites her green, her green lightsabers. Yeah. Uh, that entire transition, one of many transitions that has been incredible in the show. This entire episode, you're right, 100 right. Yeah, I mean, and it was, it was at the end of last episode too, when we, when we got introduced to the world between worlds, like the transition from the waves to the ethereal bridge, and and Ahsoka waking up, and then Anakin's there. That was beautifully mm-hmm. done. But you're right, this episode blew that one out of the water for many reasons. And as Ahsoka is going through this, we are introduced into another scene where it's after the battle. You have clones who were injured, you know, a lot of them on gurneys, lots of groans, you know, exactly how you would see the aftermath of a battle of that scale. And, you know, war is war is hell. War is hell. And. Sure, you hear about the glory, the fighting, um, the heroics all the time, but nobody ever likes to talk about the carnage, the bloodshed, you know, what comes after it. And we see Ahsoka really grieving here. And I thought it beautifully portrayed the conflicting emotions that Ahsoka has about being a Jedi. And what what did you think about about Anakin in in that scene. Also, the fact that he was talking to Captain Rex. Oh yeah, the fact he saw yeah, the fact true. that Rex is just chilling here. Yeah, and the I, background. Um, where, so Anakin comes up to Ahsoka because Ahsoka's grieving. Goes, hey, Snips, come on. There are more droids coming. We, you know, we we have to we have to go head him off. We got we got a charge. There's still jobs not done. We still have something that we have to do. <laughs> jobs here. not finished. And Ahsoka sits there and, and goes, you know. And she actually it might have been the scene before where she goes like, you know, we're peacekeepers. Like, I, I wasn't trained for this. And Anakin sits there and goes, yeah, like when I was being brought up and trained, like we were keepers of the peace. Obi-Wan trained me to be a peacekeeper. But we're at war now and I need you to be a soldier because we're not a galaxy at peace where you're just going to help maintain that. Now we need to get, you know, back to peace. And I... We'll touch on it later, but I love Anakin. He makes a snarky comment. And I can't remember exactly what the comment was. Uh, oh, no. She's like, like you know, so it goes, well, this I'll be allowed to train my Padawan is, is war. And so it goes, sorry, Anakin goes, well, you do, do you even, even want, want a Padawan? Like, yeah. Do you really want to be a teacher? Like, it's a lot of work. It's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> and Ahsoka sits there and goes, Are you joking at a time like this? And he's like, yeah, it was a joke. And he's like, what What do you want from me? What do you need from me? Like, it, it was a very, because we also have to remember, this is a young Anakin that we're, we're seeing who isn't a teacher. And one of the. No, not at all. One of the great lessons, uh, and this is going to go back to my martial arts roots that I, I love to talk about is you become a master 
when you teach someone how to be a master, it's cool to be able to go out and be like, oh, yeah, I can, I can punch through cinder blocks all day. But you know how you really master it? When you get the person next to you and you go, hey, this is what you do. This is how you focus. This is how you fire. This is what it feels like. And then you watch them do it and succeed like you have. Because in doing that, if they're replicating you, you're going to see your own faults and your own flaws. So we got to see this young Anakin who's not a teacher ask his Padawan. Padawan's frustrated with the answer. So he sits there and goes, well, we're going to be more serious. You can stay here. And if you don't want to fight, you're just going to die. And it goes back to like it harkens back to like live or die. And Anakin's like, all right, here we go again. Fight or die. And I, I thought it was a great scene, especially because we've seen this episode like the the battle that they have. We can go find I can go pull it up on Disney Plus right now and you yep. and I could find that episode and watch it. And most of the conversations felt the same from that episode. It did. Yeah. And I think that's where Dave Filoni did a beautiful job bridging the hardcore Star Wars fans who've seen the animation, read the books, um, done all the live action, everything with the more casual Star Wars fan. You know, those who have probably seen all of the live action stuff. Um, definitely the Mandalorian because it's the hottest Star Wars show right yeah. now. Uh, definitely the movies, but maybe not something like Andor. Yeah, maybe maybe not Andor. Definitely not the animation. They haven't caught up on it. So I thought they did a beautiful job portraying what their dynamic was like in the Clone Wars through these scenes. And then one of the coolest transitions come out of this scene, because as you hear, you know, you start to hear clones shouting in the distance, blasters are going off again. And, you know, Anakin gathers, the men gathers, Rex uh, gathers, I think they were Twi'leks in the background, were they not? There were, were some Twi'leks. It, it yeah. felt like it might have been a Ryloth, but... Yeah, like during the Ryloth campaign. It's either Ryloth or Geonosis. Yeah. Is, I feel like, what this would have been about. Yeah, definitely. And he ignites his saber. Also, the way Hayden Christensen ignites his saber when he's going, like, into battle is both beautiful and so cocky. You know, he has it off to the side, and he's just walking like that. Like, you know, a blaster could come right for his face. He, un, unfazed. he does the whole anime. Like, he is so he is pompous. He just... Flicks it out down here. Yep. It's like, that's not a stance. You can't react fast enough. No. To, you know, um, I can. Yep, chosen one. Yeah, chosen one. <laughs> you, see, you see this armor? Oh, it looks different. Plot armor. Massive plot armor. Uh, and, you know, as they're, as they're starting this charge, comes the most beautifully done, best transition I've ever seen. Anakin's saber goes red. And oh. it shows that, yeah, it shows that the path that he's going down is what ultimately leads to his fall, which I can only I can only think about how Ahsoka felt in that moment, seeing Anakin's future, I guess, laid out right there mm -hmm. and seeing like the warning signs, because I'm I'm willing to bet, you know, of course, when she was growing up and going through all of this, the warning signs weren't there for her because she was, you know, she was his right hand man through all of this. There's, there's a fun saying, uh, when you look back at the past, uh, at the red flags, of the past with rose colored glasses, they just look like flags. So it, it, it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it, very much. So that's exactly what it was, what it was referencing. Yeah. No, it was great. And 
the the flashbacks and thunder, and then you see the silhouette of Vader. Yep, and it's like because we know that this is where this path is leading for him, and we know that Ahsoka knows that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the that, that's gonna be one of the key takeaways here is like Ahsoka knows like I know where this story ends. Yeah, if I continue down this path with him, is that all I'm going to become? Mm-hmm. And and then it kicks out to the Siege of Mandalore. And, you know, you see Ahsoka going absolutely ham, cutting down these Mandalorians with uh, who were followers of Darth Maul, you know, Death Watch. And you see the clone troopers in the background with their helmets painted like Ahsoka because it's directly out of season eight. Yes. Um, and then you see Rex again with her, you know, talking about securing the perimeter. And Ahsoka doesn't join them. And behind her comes Anakin, who is at that point a spitting image of how he was uh, in Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Sorry, guys. Um, I don't know what happened. And, you know, he, he's coming behind and he was like, oh, I don't know this battle. Yeah, it's because you weren't there. You were doing. Um, We'd already parted ways at that time. Yeah. I think right around that moment, he was cutting off Count Dooku's head. Somewhere right, right in that neighborhood. Or maybe the Siege of Mandalore happened directly after he cut off Count Dooku's head. But in any case, uh, Count Dooku's head off his body. So, so the, the Siege of Mandalore was concurrent with the Battle of Coruscant. That's where Anakin and Obi-Wan raced off to in um, the last season of The Clone Wars. It, it, it is. Sorry, I'm sitting here going like, all right, when exactly? Because you get a pretty good tell. Of, of when it happened and when Order 66 happened. But I don't think... Yeah, they had a... They had a um, a hollow meeting. Because Ahsoka had to, had to chime in with the Jedi Council. And it was right after Anakin got off that... Um, like, got off that transmission. Yeah. Um, because... Uh, why am I blanking on it? Mace Windu. There we go. Drops the, this business doesn't concern you, citizen, line. Oh, God. Yeah. So, because Dave, Dave did a great job, for those of you who um, haven't watched The Clone Wars last season for some reason, go watch it. It's beautiful. Even if that's the only season of it. Yeah, watch. it'll make you cry a little bit. Uh, but it's it takes place during Revenge of the Sith, and it's cut beautifully to show you exactly when the moments are happening. Um, but I was really... I was really excited, and I wouldn't say let down when it didn't happen, but I almost I almost thought that we were going to see Darth Maul in this in this scene when Ahsoka's on Mandalore. Because in the Clone Wars, Ahsoka confronts Darth Maul and then beats him straight up in a one-on-one duel. Beats Darth Maul. Pretty freaking insane. It's yeah, it's hand, yeah. it's it's almost a handed fight. It it was beautifully done. And did not get to see that. I like that we got more Anakin in that scene. We didn't get any Darth Maul. But it was rumored that Darth Maul was cast in Ahsoka and then cut. Like that's that was the rumor all throughout like pre-production and when they were doing shooting is that Darth Maul was going to make an appearance in Ahsoka. And I can understand why he didn't end up making that that appearance because then you would have to explain how did Maul get back and and I thought he got chopped in half on yeah. Boo. How has he been alive all this time? Because the only other mainstream 
media that Darth Maul shows up in that's not animated as at the very end of Solo. And I know a lot of people had questions about that because they hadn't seen the Clone Wars or Rebels where Darth Maul is featured prominently, mm-hmm. which also blew my mind in the original run of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Darth, Ma- Darth Maul coming back. I was like, how the heck did he? That man was chopped in half. Um, yeah, but see, the thing is, it wasn't a gut shot. It was at the waist. Yes. And you just took off the waist. It wasn't a gut shot. That's, 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 that's what they do. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, somewhere on his couch in his apartment, Qui-Gon Jinn is just punching the air right now. Sorry, buddy. Most important Jedi that could have avoided all of this. You know, it probably, only wanted to die from a gut shot. It, it probably was a good 15 to 20 minutes after Qui-Gon got stabbed that Maul was cut in half. So Qui-Gon was already dead. And when Maul was falling, Bacta was already ready. <laughs> <laughs> Fell into oh. the first thing of Bacta created right there on the bill. Yep, right there. Threw the first batch out. Didn't think they needed it. I was already moving on to improve it. No. <laughs> but no. Um, and yeah, so, you know, Anakin's back there and he's like, I don't know this battle. Yeah, of course, because you were chopping off Count Dooku's head somewhere around this time period. And Ahsoka's giving him the rundown that this is the Siege of Mandalore. We'd already parted ways by then. It feels intense. It was. A little bit. A little bit. And um, I'm blanking on the line that Ahsoka, you know, gives Anakin. Like, their their confrontation in this scene was very important. hmm And... Because I'm, I'm blanking on exactly what was said between Ahsoka and Anakin. But essentially it goes... You know, he's trying to get Ahsoka to learn this lesson... And a so part of you is everything that I am. Oh, yeah. The wisdom. My, my, yeah, it's everything that I am. Well, my master taught me his master taught him and his master's master taught him like going literally Obi-Wan Qui-Gon Dooku. And he goes, you are all of that. You are part of a legacy. Yes. And she kind of goes a legacy of what all I've done is war. Yeah, it's just a death and destruction. And that kind of P that P.O.'s Anakin because he's like. I'm you're more than that because I'm more than that. And Ahsoka's like, you are Anakin. And then she drops the line of, but you're far more powerful and dangerous than any of us ever realized. And that, that ticked him off a little bit. And And I love the line. All right. So we're still on that. And, and it was, it was, it was that line of, cause I, I went into it last night. Like, the, the lessons and I'm not going to ask you what, what, what did you, what was your initial thought on on the lesson of what? Oh, I'm not going through this again. Am I just <laughs> doing mine? <laughs> of course oh. you're doing yours. OK. <laughs> so <clears throat> the, the, for, for the record, by the way, uh, it was another case of Chris dunking on me last <laughs> night that I'm not going to stand for. That's why I corrupted the audio in the first place. It was all me. Um it, it's so the the key thing here is we're we're going back to master and apprentice, and Anakin says, "Well, I need to finish your training," you know, um, and, and we get the kind of herald back. Hey, did you watch Kenobi? What kind of you know what kind of training are we doing? And that was a fight that was also a lesson. Uh, a lot of fights come that way, and I said that there are like four major takeaway lessons here for you. The first one is it's never the student who fails; 
it is the teacher who fails the student. You didn't motivate. You didn't like, like there's always something unless that student like walks away from you and you've tried everything you can, but they physically start walking away from you. It's on you. It, it is your failure for not maybe not protecting, not explaining them. And we can you can always be like, no, oh, the student didn't want to learn. Like, no, you didn't. The second that you said. You know what? I'm I'm done. Is the second that you failed, because if you'd have been like, OK, he needs to walk away and think about this and come back. Fine. He, he will. His, his, my doors will always be open to him and I will help him the best I can. And, you know, so we, we've got Ahsoka and Anakin like Ahsoka walked away before Anakin could teach this. So because of that, Anakin failed because he didn't ever really try to go after Ahsoka. He just kind of let it happen. And then when she did come back into his life, he was happy to have her there. But you could just tell that there, it was just there, there was there was one reach out of the way. Yep. So it was it was more of his failure there. So uh, we have we have the failure of Ahsoka. The second one is you you tailor how you're teaching to your to, student to your always. Student. And Ahsoka comes in and she says it. I'm a peacekeeper. You know, I'm, I'm a peacekeeper. This is what I was trained for. And Obi-Wan's like, yes. Or I'm sorry, Anakin's like, yes, you're right. I need to train you to be a soldier. And what makes that so poignant is. We have Ahsoka trying to train Sabine to be a Jedi warrior. No, uh, Sabine doesn't need to be a Jedi warrior. No. Sabine is a warrior. Let her fight like a Mandalorian. Teach her how to be a Jedi. Teach her how to be calm and centered with the Force. And teach her how to keep the peace. Teach her to be a peacekeeper. Because then she's going to take that and she's going to be like, but I can do all these things as a Mandalorian. What if then she will discover in her own. And also... It was prominently displayed that Ahsoka never tailored her teachings to Sabine. Mm -mm. Um, And it was only when she did that where you started to see genuine progress between the two during the, the, you know, space battle between the, you know, between Shin, Merrick and and Ahsoka and Sabine and and Huang. Random jobbers. Yeah. So that's that's where you really started to see Ahsoka learn that, hey, if we're also if we're gonna get out of this alive, I have to I have to like bend to Sabine here because whatever mm-hmm. I'm trying to do isn't working. So what do you need? And and it it was great. We got heralded back to that. You know, this was that was an Act Two thing. Show up here in Act Three. Yeah, beautifully done. Uh, that, that, you're right. Like everything. Like you cannot say that enough. Because I, that I can't. No, I'm I'm a broken record. Exquisitely done. Exquisitely done. At, yeah. Master- Fabulous. Fantastic. I'm going to take your, your words. Masterclass. Was yes, it, masterclass it was a felony masterclass for sure. Um, but yeah, so that that it pisses off Anakin mm-hmm. because, um, you know, he's a uh, intense. He is Anakin, intense. Anakin is as a as a certain twenty five thousand year old droid would later put it. And. As you said, you know, it's back to the beginning. You've learned nothing. <laughs> and then you can see Anakin start to start to turn. And, you know, gives Ahsoka. I Well, it gives her the option again. It's like you live or you die. Yes. And then he ignites the lightsaber again and it's red. And all of a sudden you see Anakin with his yucky Sith skin, just like Palps was after he got fried. By Mace Windu for that lovely hot second in his, and you know, good old Chancellor Palpatine's office. 
You mean they're the same person? Darth Sidious and Chancellor Palpatine? I wonder who could have called that. Crazy. Uh, and then you had the Sith eyes, which I don't like seeing my dear Anakin. My dear little Annie. With the Sith eyes. It, I, it breaks my heart every time because it just harkens back to Order 66 and the death of the Jedi Order. Which, as you and I go over... Every time they rehash Order 66, it hurts again and again and I'm again. Am, I'm immune to it. I've seen it like six times. It's old hat. Oh, really? Watch this. Hold, hold this beer. Execute Order 66. Hey, Cal, you're playing this new game? Yeah. Oh, my God, there are clone troopers. Hey, dude, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go train with my master. You better hurry up. You know, next time you could face off against me. High five me, little buddy. I'm going to high five a clone trooper because you look cool. Yeah, no. There's a 20-minute sequence that happened throughout the entirety of the game, maybe 30 minutes in total, and it was like, hey, in this 30 minutes, I'm going to make you fall in love with the clones again. Or, hey, Master Balaba. Is it Balaba? No. Debit Balaba. Balaba. Kanan's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, hey, I found our backup. Oh, nice work. Great job. You know, the Clone Force 99 is amazing. And then all of a sudden, you get one little transmission, and your master's screaming for you to run. Run, get away, and... And you wonder why all of these Jedi left have trauma. Especially the young ones. The uh, childhood yeah. trauma. And so, going back to this fight with Ahsoka and Anakin, you I know... did like how he says it's time to go back to the beginning, and he kicks her out. Yep. Back into back into the world between worlds, yeah. And it felt like because I was like because originally when he's like it's time to go back to the beginning, he kicks her. I was waiting for her to drop in to the scene, the first scene with them again, and be like, no, we're gonna go back to the beginning. But I like how it was. We're gonna go back to the beginning of the lesson as we started it. exactly. And you know, as she gets kicked into the world between worlds, Anakin is transitioning back and forth between. You know, Anakin as a as a as a Sith, as he the newly crowned Darth Vader into what he would become in the suit, mm -hmm. which again was another beautifully done transition, which was very scary to see. Right? Yeah, every time like the light would flash, and you'd see Vader. It was jarring, and Vader's scary. Man. Vader every, is, and they do a great job of showcasing how scary Vader is in any medium, especially uh, the Rogue One hallway scene. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm going to suffocate myself to, to be a little bit dramatic here. Yeah. That scene absolutely did not need to be in that movie, but I'm so happy. Oh, wait, I, yeah, it, that didn't need to be here to tell the story, but oh, God oh, damn. God, yes, it. I need to see it. Um, I, we need to remind you, you are watching a Star Wars. There are evil space wizards with laser swords. Yes. Yes, there are. Uh, and so it cuts back to Cetos and, you know, Carson's like, what are we out here? Like, what are we looking for? <laughs> and Huang drops the line of, of Jace has abilities. And then as simply put, his father was Kanan Jarrus, a Jedi Knight, which I'm so happy. We finally got Kanan's name dropped throughout this entire thing. It only took five episodes, but I mean, this was the first episode to also feature Jace. Like, there. Yeah. The, the first episode we got is I want to be a Jedi too. And you were like, and every if you know, then you're like, yeah, kid, I want you to be a Jedi too. We all we're all rooting for you, buddy. But everyone else is like, oh, he wants to be like Sabine, who 
it's a great it's a great red herring from the episode because it's like Sabine can't do anything yeah. Ahsoka does. So what makes you think this kid can? Oh, yeah. And Carson has the same reaction that we do. And you can tell that he's he's been accustomed to being, if not directly around the Jedi. You know, we don't know a lot about his past mm-hmm. during during the rebellion or even in the Clone Wars era. But he's old. You know, he's an old timer. He, he's easily like I, I would put him in like his sixties. Yeah, somewhere around that. Uh, maybe fifties. Maybe he, uh, late thirties fighting Clone Wars. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he 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 gets the mission at that point. He's like, okay. Yep. Just accepts it. He's like, I know a thing or two because I've obviously probably seen a seen thing, a thing or, or two. two. We are New Republic Rangers. Oh, you know what we actually missed? Bum, 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 ba dum, bum, bum. <laughs> Just speed it up a little bit. And so, you know, Jason Chopper, JC, or hearing this entire fight go down, and Chopper detecting something somehow on his scopes of something's out in the water. So, you know, the X-Wings and stuff, they're, they're searching the blue, and it cuts back to Anakin and Ahsoka. But at this point, Anakin is wailing on her. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's what Sith do. They channel their hatred and their anger and absolutely go ham. I, I liked this fight because he did it a little bit at the beginning where he would do the flourishes and then he would cross blades and then it would just be like, like, I'm going to use a little bit of the force. I'm going to shove you back and show you how great this gap is. And I felt like Revenge of the Sith, the, the Anakin that Ahsoka fought in the beginning was, hey, this is this is tail end of episode two start of episode like revenge of the Sith movie anakin and the other one is like this is the absolute peak of me when i'm going toe-to-toe with yeah. obi-wan kenobi and i am proving like i am the best i i am definitely matching yoda who mace windu who it's anakin i mean anakin at the top of everybody technically i think he beat mace windu you're not gonna call him on that technicality get my I don't like Mace Windu for a lot of reasons. Uh, I don't like the Jedi management during during the Clone Wars for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I feel like they um, they weren't great. But Mace got got a raw deal. Okay. Well, I mean, I I am going to say that if you if you if you've ever played a first person shooter, you played anything where it's like. Anakin did the damage and like, sure, he was defending against Sidious, but Sidious wasn't beating him. We could argue Sidious was letting Mace Windu do that to him because for the greater good or his greater good. Yeah. But like Anakin, Anakin did not just do like, oh, I assisted, got 25 points. No, you got the kill. It was 75 points. He okay, robbed he you didn't the rest throw of him out a window with force lightning, though. Yeah, but he took off the arm. He literally de-armed the man. Well, I mean, it's better he than disarmed de- the man. You know, beheading the man like he did the Dooku like 45 minutes before in that episode. Eh, it's That's probably more true. like an hour and a half. But anyway. Um, and so, you know, Ahsoka loses her lightsaber here. Mm-hmm. And a la what she did in, in Tales of the Jedi, you know, defeating an opponent without her lightsaber present, manages to somehow wrestle Anakin's lightsaber from him. And she I like arm bars him and takes yeah, it away. Yeah. Which she's really good at that, by the way. That is an underrated Ahsoka move. And I'm willing to bet that we see it again before the series is over. 
her her D desabering somebody. Phelan, yeah, probably. Yeah, and you know, there's this moment where she's holding Anakin's lightsaber up to him, and you can see the the red flash in in Ahsoka's eyes. And I I thought it was almost like she was giving into the dark side right then and like there. she was she was going like I could be as bad as you yeah. like and I like how it was it was still reverse grip like she disarmed him <laughs> but she didn't change it to hold it different she was like no this is the reverse grip you would have known in this Clone Wars yep uh but instead there was the lightsaber down into the world between worlds somewhere in space there it goes which which I thought was very smart. Because like he's not going to go grab that, you know. I'm telling you, I, I I would love for the outtake to be where she throws it and he just holds out his hand and catches and it catches as a, it, yeah. in the other hand and like puts it on his belt. Like I would have loved that would have to funny. have been the outtake. But and she very powerfully says, "I choose to live," and you can see Anakin it all in a in a hot mess, huffing, he's puffing, he's gonna blow the place down but he's, he's a little ashy yeah but you can see him stop you know focus himself and then we're back to light side anakin and he's like there's hope for you yet and the camera pans around ahsoka and then there goes anakin he's gone well she hears something he goes and he goes it's like he's like even like our time is done like he goes like your friends are looking for like he says something and you start to hear ships yeah. And yeah, then the, it, it does it does the classic like pan around and then he's gone and Ahsoka's left to sink in some water. Uh it it was definitely it was so that was totally your baptism scene. Yeah, it was like a yeah. But she like the water comes back up around her and then you see her floating there. So that's that's my she died, and that is her like she might have gone under a couple times, but I'm like, you, you weren't. You, you like, like Anakin was keeping you alive. Your body was doing its natural thing. Yeah. Um, can we talk about real quick the conversation between Jace, Hera, and Chopper when they are like, Jace is like, you know, <laughs> the, Carson's like, go, you know, we're running low on fuel reserves, and we've done this circuit a million times. Nothing's out here. And Hera's like, widen your search. And Huang's like, like she also missed a Huang. Like this is not a real thing. Blah 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 blah. But then Jace goes, hey, mom, like it's still out there. Chopper picked up something on his, his thing um, and she's OK and gives her the course setting and then goes, oh, and Chopper says you need to get low. How low? How low? This is low, like really. And you can hear it all. And I'm like, no. that was a John Favreau. Like if I, if I had to be like, like a John Favreau moment, like he wrote that dialogue <laughs> and everything else was very meaningful, very impactful. That was the most real, the best dialogue of yeah. that. I thought it was episode. also. Uh, I thought it was also just very Rebels yes. heavy right there. That's a scene that you would just take out of Rebels. You, you, know, you could have animated that and been like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what we're doing. And I also, I also just, you know, side note, I hope some very talented animators are out there and will put some of these scenes into the Clone Wars Rebels uh, animation style. Oh, I, I bet that will happen. Yeah, because there's there's been a guy working on YouTube for the past. He's been at this for like over a year at least where he is animating the Revenge of the Sith duel between Obi-Wan and Anakin in the Clone Wars uh in the Clone Wars art style. That's really cool. Oh, it's it's so cool. And he's still working on it. Um really beautiful, really awesome. And yeah, that's also where Huang drops a line, you know, Hera's asking 
you know, like what Ahsoka's master was like, almost kind of seemed like she was kind of making conversation while they were while they're flying. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm in this with this random droid, like as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, oh, what was Ahsoka's master like? <laughs> he ain't just like pauses and he's like intense. It's like, yeah, that's a good way to describe Anakin. It's a great way to describe Anakin. That man did not have a single relaxed moment. We saw Tales of the Jedi. We know how he trained to survive. Yeah. Versus- I just think he was a little selective with his training of who got to survive Order 66. A little bit. Uh, and so, you know, they locate Ahsoka, who's just floating in the ocean of Cetos. Mm-hmm. Just floating there. A little swim, swim. And they, you know, they get the ghost real low. The X-Wing pilots are, are hoisting her up. And I thought it was a really beautiful scene where she's in and out of consciousness, laying on the ramp of the ghost, and she's just like, Anakin. Anakin. And, you know, definitely what you would hear as you're coming down off of a force vision. Like, someone, like, 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 why'd you call that person? They've been dead for years. Oh, but they, they're the reason I wasn't here. And I I know, before we go back to that, and we we kind of lose Anakin to the ether, because he's no longer in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a friend, a guy from work, who was like, "I didn't like that Anakin went back to to like." He's like, "He should stay Darth Vader." I'm like, "But that's not how that's not how Anakin's story ends." Yeah, he ends as Anakin Skywalker, yeah, not Darth redeemed. Vader. And yeah, that's a strong word, but we're close. Uh, he tried. Hey, hey, hey! He's done a lot of bad things, but at the core of Anakin Skywalker, he's good. And I actually wanted to reference uh, there was a. A book that was released last, I think it was last month, celebrating um, 40 years of Return of the Jedi. And it's a collection of short stories from a whole bunch of different authors. And one of the stories that's told in this book is from the author of a book called Brotherhood, which details Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship during uh, Anakin's Padawan days. Mm-hmm. A really beautiful book. Great read. Um, one of the newer entries in, into like the official canon. And... This short story in this book details Anakin as he is passing away on the Death Star. And it's his spirit essentially about to submit to the will of the Force. But in true Anakin fashion, uh, his spirit doesn't submit to the Force. Because when you're the Chosen One and you're as boneheaded as Anakin, that's just not what you do. And... Essentially how the story goes is that he senses a flame within himself and he's shrouded in darkness. And instead of submitting to the force, he follows this flame until suddenly he hears Obi-Wan's voice and him and Obi-Wan have a great heart to heart, uh, beautifully done. And it's telling the story of essentially how he became a force ghost in return of the Jedi. And in this story, you know, he's questioning why he's in the standard Jedi robes, you know, the tan and brown ones. Because we never, you never see him in that. No, because he always has the stylings of black with him, you know. Which, which even Dooku did when we saw, if you when we watched Tales yeah, of the Jedi. Yeah, Dooku was real popular with the, with the, with the style. It mm-hmm. was, it was definitely like more Jedi reserve. Yes. But it was still, it was still like, that's not. It's frowned upon. Those are not Jedi robes. You're allowed to. You're allowed to pick your clothing in the Jedi Order. They just frown upon using the darker colors for obvious reasons. I just love man. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Anakin's appearance was 
foreshadowing the entire time. Um, and Obi-Wan's like, well, the robes chose you. And this was the Force's way of looking into Anakin, sensing the good in him, and then deciding that he is good. You know, like he redeemed himself at the end of Return of the Jedi for all the faults, for all the bad things that he did. At the end, he still chose the light. He did it for himself. He did it for his son. He, every single one of his motivations has been out of love and compassion. Yes. It, for better or worse. For better or worse. Like, some were good choices. Like, I became a Jedi to go back and save my mom and free the slaves because that's the right thing to do. I love my wife. I will do anything to make sure my wife... I found out my wife is going to die and I have a chance to save her. I am going to take it. Consequences be damned. Oh, <laughs> those are the consequences. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to save my son. Consequences be damned. Yeah, and so... You know, to your friend at work, I hope you listen to this. Uh, it's actually a perfect send off for Anakin. Yeah, um, I would love to. I'd love to just get a series of, of Force Ghost Anakin just sit on the couch, maybe talking to Qui Gon Jinn, you know, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, yeah, eating some terrible drinking, drinking. Uh, oh, they do laps on Anakin in that in that uh, show. There's a really funny deep deep fake guy on YouTube, and <laughs> he has the the characters watching. In the movies and the show and everything, and, yeah, yeah, and the shows and everything, and reacting to it, and and Anakin gets made the most fun of, but also there's Qui Gon who is just like, oh, so every every person can just survive a gut shot except for me. It took you forever to master that floating pair, bloodside dating. He's like, like, oh, that's a force move. Um, and and I was checking, you know, as we were going through this entire scene, I kept like rigorously checking the amount of time left in this episode because I thought we were just going to end right there. Yeah. It felt like we were going to end right there. But no, you know, Ahsoka ends up waking up in the Jedi Star Cruiser and it, it threw me for a second when she didn't have her, her like headpiece on. Yeah. I was like, whoa, why does she look so different? I was like, oh, wait, now it's, you know, she's not dressed. Yeah, we got to <laughs> change her. Yeah, we, it was definitely interesting to see that. Um, But, you know, Hugh Ang's welcoming welcoming her back and and you know she seems surprised that Hera's there with Jace in a squadron of X wings and then she's like whoa well, what about Sabine and then Hewing's like in the tried and true oh I thought she was with you I thought I told you to stick together almost like I told you to stick together not that I've been around for 27,000 years I know how these things go but maybe, maybe listen to the old droid just once just once or twice they did start out together. Fair. Truth. And in their defense. But the first chance they had to split, we should split up. All right. Yep. Okay. All right, Fred. <laughs> split up. Every horror movie advice ever. We should split up. No. <sighs> anyway. Um, and so, you know, we get back to the, I guess we can call it an altar. No. Yeah. No. Uh, altar's, altar's pretty altar, good. Altar's yeah. good. The night sister. Altar. Yeah. Yeah. Stargate. And. I love you. You know, you have opinions on this, but I love how Ahsoka does have the ability to a force echo to sense the yeah yeah to sense like memories of like what had happened here. Uh, really cool to do. <laughs> and I also love the fact that you know Jace Jace gets a moment to talk with Ahsoka and is like I heard I heard you 
you know, fighting somebody with lightsabers. Who are you fighting? And Ahsoka's just sitting there, like, for a moment, like, that was a personal fight, dude. Yeah. Like, you just, heard what? <laughs> and then, and then Hera comes in, and it's like, Huang, why don't you show Jace, like, a, like a star, a starship? And he's like, I've been in a starship, mom. And then Ahsoka's like, a Jedi starship? <laughs> I'll show you the training room. Yeah. You have a training room? Can you teach me how to? What was it? Can you teach me how to use the force? No. no. Do you know? Do you know about lightsabers? Yes. yes. Can you teach me how to build one? No. no. <laughs> you can tell that. Uh, granted, I guess this was Huang's job back in the Order. It's like he got stuck with all the lovely young younglings, younglings with a million and a half questions. You can tell this is not his first rodeo. And um. So Ahsoka's sensing the entirety of what happened after she fell off that cliff and died. And she senses that Sabine, I wouldn't say Sabine was seduced to the dark side because Balin made a great argument. Yeah. You know, I'm not your enemy. We have the same goals. You want to find your friend. I'm here to serve a greater good, whatever that may be. Yep. Still on the fence about what he actually wants. And... You know, it's like, come with me willingly, and, you know, I won't make the same mistakes that your master did. On my honor. No harm will come to you. <laughs> yeah, no harm will, will come to you. And I would have done the same thing it, as Sabine in that, in the face of that. You know, you've lost so much. You've lost your family. You've lost Ezra. Everything since the end of the Empire. Sure, everybody, and we made this this discussion, I think in the first episode, mm-hmm. you know, everybody celebrated the end of the empire and the, and the birth of the new Republic. But for Sabine, this whole thing's never been over. Yeah. And it had to hurt a million times worse knowing that she was training with Ahsoka to try to be a Jedi. And meanwhile, she couldn't go to Mandalore to save her family. Like that's, that's gutting. Yeah. And so you have a chance to find the only person who's really felt like family since throughout this entire thing. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that, I'd that take chance. It. Yeah. And, you know, Carson lands yet again. It's like, hey, we have a problem. The fleet's coming. Like, oh, what do you what do you mean the fleet's coming? And it's like, yeah, and I don't think they're here to help. Mm-hmm. And, Ahsoka, and Ahsoka and Hera are like, great, great. Yeah, And so, you know, Ahsoka's trying to figure out how to find Sabine. And, and Hera and Carson are hatching a plan to... Uh, delay the fleet until they can come up with a, a plan to find yeah, yeah. Sabine. And then Ahsoka looks up and you hear everybody's favorite space whales in the atmosphere. Aww. <laughs> Chris's Aww. impression is a squale, everybody. <laughs> it's my squale call. S-S-Q-U-H-A-L-E-S. Squales. It breaks my brain every time you try I, to spell squales. Like, <laughs> you you start off and my brain immediately hits, like, the DSL dial-up tone in my brain. What is going on? <laughs> Mrs. Play has said we could do shirts. <laughs> we should. We should do shirts. Save the squales. <laughs> and, oh, God, those would be beautiful. I'm going to do a mock-up of those. And... I called it. I, I will say I did. I did call this um, in a conversation with my my friend at work who also religiously follows Star Wars, her and her husband. And I made the joke last week. I'm like, oh, Hera's going to get to the other galaxy by, you know, just hopping on a 
on a Sabine will. No, no, I'm Sabine. Sorry. Uh, Ahsoka will. Not I Hera. I originally thought that Ahsoka was going to get there in the world between worlds somehow, like get pushed. Oh the yeah, portal. that's right. We did. Yeah. It was going to be like in a, in a portal. But I I was thinking that maybe Hera would like attach onto the side of like a um <laughs> of a of a purgle. <laughs> but Ahsoka had a better idea, and you know they're trying to figure out how to how to delay the fleet ahsoka comes in into the ghost and is like hey i know how to follow sabine and you know you get the shot of the x-wings going one way and uh the jedi star cruiser and the ghost going another way which originally i thought maybe maybe Hera was going to go with her mm-hmm. for this whole thing <laughs> but they and her excuse was decent parenting <laughs> after you took your kid into an active war zone it was a dueling ground I don't think it was a dueling ground in space, but okay. 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 Fair. Fair. Uh, and <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're talking about the plan and Hera's like, I don't like this plan. And Huang's like, I really don't like this plan. <laughs> and Ahsoka's like, get me to a whale for snoot boop. Yep. Force. We, we, I, I did it to a saber tooth cat. In, in Tales of Jedi, and they fly up there, and Ahsoka, like, they, they look for the biggest one they can find, the, the, probably the pack leader, yeah. and they Papa. park the right Papa in front of it. And he was, when you see him compared to all the other ones... Oh, that dude beefy. Like, I, how long are you... What, how many generations are these, like, your, like, great-great-great-grandkids? What is the average age of a purgle? That's a real question. I imagine that they'd kind of be like the whales on our planet, where... Like I could see it being like the equivalent to living like seventy to eighty years, but you know, just put that on a scale of galactic. I don't. I don't know about. That. I think that maybe you know because they're mentioned in ancient text, and like this is how, you know, this is how the earliest hyperspace yeah. lanes became feasible because they were, you know, studying the migration of, of Pergo. Mm-hmm. But there are they're very rarely seen in the galaxy. Yeah, Ezra seen them. You know. The Rebels crew seen them. Ahsoka's seen them. Um, but a lot of people, like, they're not seen on a, on a daily basis. You know, like, they're made up in, like, myths and, and stories. But even even Hera and Sabine said the same thing, is that they hadn't seen a, a Purgle since the last time they saw Ezra. So, you know, they're not out here being social. Have you ever seen a whale? No. You want to know why that is? Why? Because we probably hunted most of them down. Well, and so for for like we well st- then well then, <laughs> um yeah no it, it and I like and I, to your point there like beautifully brought up where you go we've heard about them in stories and we got that in the last Jedi where Luke goes I was a legend I was Luke Skywalker defeater of the Empire and we got that now Mom it's just like you said Jace Tahera the whales came. And Ezra used them to take away the bad guys. Yeah. Him and the bad guys. Him and the bad guys. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, he he did the Hobbit thing and, and took Sauron away. Like, but it was and it, it was like it was like, oh, yeah, no, this this is it. And it sounds when you think about it, like like squail joke aside. Um, hey, the, these mythical space creatures that, by the way, we didn't know existed until we found them one day on an asteroid. Uh, yeah. So when we were all under attack. 
Um, this is after your dad died. There was another great Jedi with us, and he used them and took all the bad guys away. Like that sounds like if you were to say that to me, I'd be like, okay, that's the story that you're going to give like a, a toddler. Yep, kind of crazy. But no, like, like, like no, that, that, that's the story. That is the. They didn't go to a farm. Is, like, nope, that's what happened. That is the ending of, of Star Wars Rebels, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds crazy. <laughs> Just you're right because it does sound like a like a little, mm-hmm. like a little like a a child's tale. Um, and at the same time, you know. Carson and his X-Wing uh, compadres go up to the fleet that has just dropped out of hyperspace and does his best Poe Dameron before Poe Dameron did it himself impression. And he's like, oh, this is Carson Tava of Adelphi Base. Please identify yourself. And, you know, Fleet Admiral, who I don't think was ever named, but... Oh, she was named, but it doesn't matter. And she's like, you know who we are. You know why we're here. You know, like, we're, we don't have to do this. I gotta check with the general on that one. Yeah, yeah. Cat, like it, it felt like he's like, please just identify yourself, though, please. <laughs> and I was waiting for, I'm like, hi. I'm like, I was waiting for him to try to like keep repeating himself. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, the fleet admiral at this at this point is like, maybe we can help. Just tell us what this mission is, and like, we can help. You know, which is exactly what authority says before they try to shut you down when mm-hmm. you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Um, so hats off to him for not giving into that one. Cause we've seen that one play out before and <laughs> eventually execute order 66. <laughs> and it, eventually the, you know, the Admiral gets to the end of a rope and she's like, Hey, court martial, your rank's gone. You're never doing this again, buddy. It's over. Kiss your retirement. Goodbye. Yeah, brings the hammer on him. And Carson smartly is like, okay, let's just, let's just calm down. I'll tell you. But you might not believe it. <laughs> it's going to sound a little out there. I wish we really could have been uh, honed in for that part of the conversation, though. Yeah. Because it, it, it cuts back um, after Ahsoka and Huang like, make contact with this giant purgle. And you can see the Admiral like sitting in her chair kind of stumped as to what she's being told right now. And she's like, they're doing what? Yeah, they're getting on space whales to uh, go to go another, another galaxy. galaxy. <laughs> and it's like a whole you need to see it to believe it kind of deal. And then that's when <laughs> that's when, you know, Ahsoka's and her and her pack of, of Purgle are coming out of the atmosphere. And Carson's like, yeah, you might want to or no, Hera chimes in finally. And it's like, you might want to take evasive maneuvers because they're giant whales. And you might want to get out of the pod's way. Yeah, yeah, just maybe. And it also had one of the most telling scenes of how Ahsoka has kind of put the trauma behind her is, you know, Huang's Huang's like, are you sure this is how we're going to find Ezra? And Ahsoka's like, oh, no, no, not at all. I have no idea what's going to happen, but it's better than staying here. And it's exactly what Anakin was telling her. It's like you either fight or, you know, in this, in this case, it's it's um, fighting, meaning you have to keep going. You can't you can't stall or or you're done for, you know, like if you stay in the same place, like you're, you're just going to die. Like you have to keep trying new things, going places, meeting people, doing doing the do not the not the, the MTN do. Yes, I get you. No, it, it, you have uh, fighting. Because Balin was like, it was just one of combat and fighting and 
you know, when Ahsoka ignited her lightsaber, how inevitable. Like, he made fighting seem so... Not required. Horrible. Yeah. And that's, that's simply what it is. It's like, oh, you shouldn't fight. Like, violence isn't the answer, but fighting isn't isn't necessarily violent. It's, hey, hey how, how's the patient doing? Like, they, they've got some horrible cancer, but they're fighting. They're hanging in there. They're doing everything they can. Hey, you did a really good job test. You really fought for that grade. You really did everything you could. And it can be persuasive. It can be any. But the whole point is, you got to keep moving. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Like, you know, put one foot in front of the other. Don't forget to be dexterous and deaf and never mix up your right from your left. And that's all Anakin was trying to get across was, you know, you are so hung up in who taught you what I became, the mistake that like you walking away, which that's not your fault. You walking away isn't your fault. Mm -hmm. What happened to me? Once again, part of the lesson, not your fault. What is your fault is walking away from Sabine. Yep. You need to put that behind you and keep moving forward. And that's where you'll succeed because you're more than I am. You're more than this. Getting goosebumps. I I I I, go, I, go, oh, I love me some I love me some teaching exposition. Um and, and, and yeah. And this is where her transition is complete. And again, this is a certifiable you called this moment. This was this episode was Ahsoka the Gray turning into Ahsoka the White. And it was I mean, obviously, even in her in her stylistic choices of clothing, you know, she's literally is wearing lighter clothing now. So, yes. you know, it's Ahsoka the Grey into literally Ahsoka the White. So And it, it looked it looked a little bit more cozy too. Oh, it looks so cozy. That that that, that shawl thingy, that that that, that oh, poncho. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the outfit choices in this. Yeah, it looked a little show. cozy. Uh, but yeah, so I also always love seeing Purgle like jump into hyperspace. Yeah. And the sound they make as they're like revving up. I, and I like the fact that it feels like, because it's like, oh, it's so silly when they go into, I'm like, no, well, have you ever seen? Oh, that's so cool. What like, do you mean? But, like, but it's like, it's like, but they're away. I'm like, have you ever seen things from the deep, dark ocean? Like when they have bioluminescence and like they start floating, like, it, it's like, oh, they're doing, nope, actually completely plausible. There's a lot of whack stuff in the bottom of the ocean, by the way, but that's another podcast we need yeah. to jump on. <laughs> and I, but I thought the purple, like, you're right. When they, when they, the eyes, how they quickly, and, and then, 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 then they it like goes all the way through them, and then like the, the tail fans out. And and this really, this really jumps into one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> 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 really jumps uh, into one of my favorite parts of Star Wars is that there's this insanely large galaxy with so many possibilities out there, and it almost feels like you're like you're on the open sea in like the 1500s and there's like all these pirate stories about like, you know, like a giant Kraken or like the lost city of Atlantis or all, you know, all of these the mermaids, the sirens yeah. call. Yeah. Basically anything that's in like the, the odyssey. Treasure is, Island. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's, I love, I love aspects like that. Like there are giant space whales out there. Yeah. You no, know? just generally really cool. And, and so, yeah, then they jump and the episode ends. And something I, I need to mention about this episode, too, that really sent me was the score was beautiful. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Kiner, who, you know, he scored he scored the Clone Wars. He scored the Bad Batch Rebels. You know, he's done all the. Animated. Did he do Mandalorian? 
Um, no, I don't think he did. Okay. No, that was um, I'm blanking on his name, but he the stinger for the Mandalorian always gets me. Yeah. Uh, but this 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 score, I mean, it was beautifully done. Mm-hmm. It was Kevin Kiner was in his bag. I can't wait for it to come out like officially because I'm going to listen to to it and, and probably cry. <clears throat> probably. Yeah. And I think the other really important part of that is there. Like I said, this was Empire Strikes Back. It was the final words were was, a, you know, uh, Ahsoka going, I'll find them, Hera. And then it was may the force be with you. And they jump. But if, if that would have been a movie and you ended it there, you'd be like, OK, we're going to get a sequel. It's not yep. a cliffhanger. Nope. Like that story came in told and and wrapped up we got character growth and development we got exposition passed and then hey where can we go with this and i hate that we only have three episodes left of this i it I'm, makes me i'm a little sad i'm betting we'll get one more season of ahsoka they'll tell the other stories that they need to tell and then it'll be the final movie yeah i i'm hoping because uh you know a second season hasn't been confirmed yet but you know i was really trying to think about what's coming next Star Wars project wise is I was blanking because I don't think we're getting anything until next year. But I did just realize that the next phase of the High Republic is kicking off in October. So it makes sense that Ahsoka is ending right as the new line of the books come in. So but yeah, all in all, this was a beautifully done episode. Um I I had tears mm-hmm. through a lot of it too. Just you know, you watch an animated show like the clone wars. And, and in my case, you know, I was still growing up during this, you know, I was 11 when the clone wars movie came up. So I literally, as I'm getting older, I'm watching the clone wars progress and Ahsoka's developing and, and becoming this, um, you know, from this very annoying run of a kid to this beautifully, beautifully done, Padawan into she was basically a Jedi Knight. Let's let's not she, oh yeah. she left the order. She was a knight. She was okay. a knight. Yeah. Um. And now I guess you can call her a Jedi Knight because Anakin completed the training. Yeah. I uh, didn't even think about that. The other th- actually, you know, the one thing I was thinking, and she completed Anakin's training, but I think completing this training was also seeing the dark side of what she could be. So it, not only wasn't Anakin doing that, but it was also here's your trial of the Jedi, kind of like. When the the Grand Inquisitor did it for Kanan, yes, in Rebels, which also was really cool, which was really cool because it was the it was the last formal Jedi that he would have a chance to talk to. And I just want to drop a bombshell because there are people in the Star Wars universe in the fandom that don't like Rebels simply because of the the style of art because it differs from Clone Wars. Star Wars Rebels has some of the highest and most incredible moments that I've ever seen a show have, let alone in the Star Wars universe. The highs of Rebels, once you get past the fact that it's made it's made for just like a slightly younger audience than the war crimes that were Star Wars, the Clone Wars, um, it's, their highs of, of Star Wars Rebels were incredible. Yeah. And there are moments that every time I go back to rewatch Star Wars Rebels just gut me. And I'm not going to mention those because I don't want to cry on the podcast. But, you know, you just talk about what happened to Jace's father and it just gets me every time. So go watch Star Wars Rebels if you haven't. Yeah. Ahsoka gives you the perfect reason to. It and to Rebels is credit. It feels very much like Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. Where it's like the first episode. It's like, here's this kid show. And Mark Hamill's going like, it'll never last. It's too smart. You know what? You're going to get four whole seasons, Mark. 
keep being Ozai. <laughs> um, but yeah, so great episode. And next season or next week will be episode uh, six. Five but six. Five but six <laughs> for us. Uh, so to let you guys know, it will also come out Thursday, probably pretty late because work is dumb. That it is. Um, but yeah, if you guys enjoyed this, please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out our new channel art. Uh, we got some really awesome, new, cool uh, channel art. An amazing artist did a really good update for us, and I'm <laughs> I'm a Jedi. You are a Jedi, and it's getting fixed on our banner. She's working on our banner to make it on YouTube, so we'll be able to see your Lego Jedi-ness. Um, remember that you're all winners out there. Take care of your friends here and elsewhere. Keep it weird, and have a fantastic rest of your day, everybody.